Welcome to the Space for Magic podcast, where people who are led by their hearts come to learn the secrets to receiving all the gifts the universe has for us. I'm your host, Patty Lennon. I'm an ex-type A corporate banker turned intuitive coach. Using a blend of common sense, brain science, and just a dash of magic, I am here to help you create abundance in every area of your life and business. Welcome. Hey there, welcome to this episode of the Space for Magic podcast. I'm your host, Patty Lennon. And today I want to talk a little bit about the fifth rule of receiving. Now, a few weeks ago, I was spending a lot of time talking about um, how to make space for magic. And in the training series, we had gone through the five rules of receiving. And the fifth rule is do your 100%. And I find that this is a space that can really open up a lot of space for freedom for people, but it can also close us down if we don't understand how it works. So what doing your 100% means is that once you've done what you're capable of doing fully, that's the point where the universe or the divine takes over. And what this means is that when we come as humans to be here, we come with the power of creation. And we want to take part in the co-creative aspect of building our lives, right? We didn't come here to just have the divine deliver everything we desire to us without actually being involved in the process. Because actually the process of creation is very exciting to our souls, right? Especially when we're doing in the context of contrast that's presented by being human. When we came here, we didn't want the divine, the universe to solve all our problems for us. We wanted to actually have some problems to solve ourselves. It's just that we knew there was going to be a point in time where we couldn't do more than a certain amount of the work to create the solution. And I found that most of us can do about 97% of what it takes that's our 100% easily. It's the last two or 3% that usually is what trips us up because it's usually the place where we need to do the thing that takes a lot of courage, especially when we don't have guarantees that something's going to work out. And what this means is that I'm going to use an entrepreneurship example because I taught this concept a lot back when I was business coaching. So I have a lot of client examples to pull from from that time. You know, if a client was looking to, let's say, create a six-figure business, this used to be a big goal of a lot of business owners to get to $100,000 or 100,000 euros, whatever it is in sales, you know, that, that this would feel, especially if they were newer entrepreneurs, that this would feel like a far-off goal. And, you know, what I would explain to them is we make a plan on how you're going to get to that point. And there's going to be things that you can't control. Like you can't control clients saying yes. You can't control your offer getting out there the way that you want it to. All you can control is the marketing that you create and the sales conversations that you have. And what would happen is that would seem good in concept. And you know, an entrepreneur might spend a lot of time writing up their marketing or thinking through their messaging or 
oh, see, Lord save me. I can't even tell you how many entrepreneurs spend hours and hours and hours deciding on their brand colors before they even have a sale. Now, there's a lot of value in, in having good brand colors. I adore mine. And I'm so grateful that I had a really smart brand person to help me you know, create all of that. But I did that after I had sales. But what happens is someone that's starting a business or growing their business gets caught up in these other pieces of the puzzle and they do all of these things and they wonder why they're not having sales. And the answer is because that isn't really part of their 100%, but actually having sales conversations is. And yet, you know, this would be a regular occurrence that my clients would avoid sales conversations at all costs. Now, here's the thing. It's not that the universe needs that person to do a sales conversation because the universe is mean and wants us to do hard stuff. It's because it's in the process of having a sales conversation that we have to confront some core wounds that most people grow up with, which is you know, to actually say that I'm worth something, to actually ask someone to pay me for the work I do. These things bring up our stuff. And that's why the universe wants us doing our 100% is so that in this co-creative process, we get to bring our stuff up to the surface, right? And look at it. And so the universe isn't going to step in and help us get to our goal until we do our part of the puzzle because it's in doing our part of the puzzle that we see our wounds and we get to work with them and heal them. Now, what often happens is the client would say to me, well, like, what's even the point? Like if I have one sales conversation, that's not going to get me to a hundred thousand dollars, right? The thing is the universe doesn't need you doing all the things. It just needs you to do your hundred percent. And then it takes over and these miraculous things will happen. And that's what would happen for my clients all the time is they would do that thing that they kept avoiding doing that they claimed what's the point or you know it feels hard and they would walk through that particular fire and suddenly everything would open up for them because all of a sudden then the divine started flowing gifts to that person easily not because you know a good entrepreneur does all these things and now it's rewarding the good entrepreneur but simply because that particular person had really faced their fears had faced their wounds and once that had happened the purpose of that challenge had been met and the universe could then flow us gifts right so and this doesn't just happen with entrepreneurship this happens with everything and so this has been really alive for me in the receiving school which we just started right and So we have so many new people to the receiving method, which is what we're working with inside the receiving school. And one of the first steps of the receiving schools is to set an intention. And what's so interesting is, and for the two years I've been doing this, this continues to be an issue, is setting the intention is really, really challenging, right? Which is fascinating because like all you're doing is saying like, hey, And so in the context of receiving school, it's just saying, hey, here's something I'd like. And when it shows up, I'll know that this receiving thing is working. And it's such an intense process. I actually added a bonus, an entire workshop on how to set an intention just so we could spend real like deep time working on the fears that come up around this. And there's lots of different ways that people get kind of gummed up in this process they won't choose anything because they're afraid they're going to choose wrong or they'll feel like 
torn between two intentions and they can't quite pick one. And, and it's always interesting in each of these challenges that come up with the intention setting is an underlying belief that somehow we can get it wrong, right? And that's a lot of what holds us up from doing our 100% is we're we're stopping because we want to make sure that the steps we're taking are the exact perfect steps. And the universe actually doesn't care if it's perfect. The universe sees right into our hearts. It just wants to see that we're showing up, that we're showing up in our work and we're, we're not letting our fear stop us. And it was really interesting because this morning, the day that I'm recording this, one of our members posted that she was almost ready to leave the program because this intention setting had become so like painful, right? It just felt like so hard that she was like, well, if I can't get past this point, well, you know, how am I going to do the rest of the program? And so I had gone into the group and I had never felt inspired to do this before, but I really felt it this time. And I think maybe it's because of the energetic shifts happening, you know, receiving school, even as an essence, each time we do it, the community of receiving school brings a new quality to the program. And so things come through the program that have never come through before because the group of people coming together to co-create this particular semester are bringing through new information and new awarenesses and, and new manifestations of divine teaching. So I'd gone live and said, you know, I'm just giving any of you that needed permission to not set an intention. Like if this is hard, if this feels so hard that you're ready to give up, that means this is beyond your hundred percent, right? And it's okay. Or maybe your intention can just be by the end of the program to feel comfortable, feel free and easy setting intentions. Like that's enough. Cause that would be amazing, right? That would be movement. That would be proof that something had shifted. After he had done that live, you know, there were some comments and it, it definitely seemed to create some space for some people, which I was so happy about. But after that, I, you know, I was quiet. I was talking to my guides because I was, I really wanted to understand, show me, show me how to deliver this particular piece of the puzzle, this intention setting in a way where everyone can receive it. Like, show me what I need to shift in my teaching. I'm not using the right words to create enough space for people. And, and each iteration of the receiving school, I make some shifts in my communication, but clearly I'm not you know, making enough shifts. Right. And I'm saying, please show me because really what I want them to understand is this isn't like the end all be all of calling in every, everything important into their life from the universe. This is really more of a way to say, you know, universe or divine, are you there? And for the divine then to answer back, yes. And I was saying that to my guides, like, I know that this is all this is. How do I communicate that this is all this intention setting is that this isn't as big as they're making it out to be. And just as I said that an answer came back to me and it wasn't quite a guide that was giving to me. It was almost like universal wisdom was just dumping this truth into my brain. And so, as I said, they're just sending out a note to the universe to say, are you there? And giving the divine, the universe an opportunity to answer. Yes. What I realized is And that's where the fear is because what if the universe says no, or what if the universe says not for you? It brought tears to my eyes because I thought, oh, this is it. This is the pressure cooker here. This is why all of this receiving work is so hard and why surrender is so hard because 
even when someone has a high level of faith that the divine exists, the question remains is, but will I be worthy? Will I be loved? Will I be answered? When we move into the space of opening up to getting that answer, we open ourselves up to finding out that maybe our worst fears are true and that we won't be answered. But of course, we will. We always are. I know that. And I have enough faith to hold space for the entire community, and I will. And I'm also realizing now that this is why so many people that go through the receiving school have this fundamental transformation at this very base level that they didn't understand they needed, which is they they start to feel safe, right? Like blessings come in, but they start to feel safe. And you know, for you listening, whether you've taken the receiving school or not, I can tell you that underneath everything is that's what our desire is. You know, we we reach for freedom, but in order to reach for it, we must feel safe really on the planet. And you know, the way we can feel safe amidst whatever is going on is to know that the divine has our back. As I was working through this and looking at ways to somehow encapsulate this, I realized that I can't. I can't instantly make someone feel safe. And so this struggle with intention setting is is simply part of the process. And then that brought me back because this intention setting happens on day one. And really it's at the end of the program that we're working on the final rule, which is do your 100%. And yet, like it comes back full circle because when we limit ourselves to doing our 100%, and when I talk about 100%, I tell anyone, if it feels like you're pushing a boulder up a hill, you've moved past 100%, you're into 101% or 102% and you can stop, right? You want to do the thing that might feel scary, but it doesn't feel like pushing a boulder up the hill. That's your 100%. Everything else the divine is responsible for. But to really let ourselves stop at that 100% mark means we're trusting that the divine will take over. And that's scary because it's not really whether the divine's capable of taking over. It's whether we will be deemed worthy for the divine to help us the way the divine helps others. And I can tell you, the divine will. The divine loves you. The divine sees how beautiful and amazing you are. And so any belief other than that is really a human wound that's in the way. And sometimes it isn't resolved quickly, right? Sometimes just hearing this isn't enough. And one of the stories I shared even in the receiving school and people who had been through a couple of rounds could attest to this because I share, I'm pretty open and vulnerable in the program because I, I want us all learning together. So one of the receiving edges for me in the program in the past has always been to question if I'm enough to hold space for this work that I share, like these this receiving method, receiving school, what I share here is space for magic, is I can feel how big it is. I can feel the love the divine has for us coming through me. I can feel the teaching coming through me, but I wonder, am I, the human me, big enough to be that, to be the be the um, steward, to be the vessel of all of this love, of all this teaching, and and am I going to do it well enough so that the person listening feels it and hears it, right? And so this is a question I would have, literally going into every single coaching call, and I and I have coaching calls every week of the receiving school, so I would show up on these calls every single week. <laughs> 
um, for all the times we've done this. And right before I'd go into it, wonder, you know, is this the call where I find out I'm not enough, right? And when I'd have that thought, I would use a tool that's always helped me in these circumstances when I'm really acting in service to others, which is then I just stop myself and say, you know what, divine, use me, just use me. Please, for the love of all goodness in the world, get me out of the way, (laughs) get my ego out of the way, take my fears out of the way and just use me. And that's always helped me, right? And that allowed me to kind of just keep walking through that fire, walking through that fire. And then it came time for our first coaching call in the receiving school this round. And as I was about to hop on the call, I noticed something different. And at first I couldn't put my finger on what it was. And then I realized that feeling, that fear that I wasn't going to be enough was gone. And it wasn't that I suddenly felt like, oh my God, I am enough. Like it wasn't some big, massive, like, look at me. Because that would have just been a new version of my ego. It was that my ego was just gone and I was in flow and whatever was going to happen was going to happen. But I was most definitely going to have enough for whatever was going to come through. Because on the coaching calls, what's interesting is, I get people to submit questions up front, but a lot of times the call itself is what spurs new questions. You know, it's hearing one person ask and get a question answered that creates new questions. And so I don't always know what the questions are. I don't always know what the vulnerability is that someone's going to show up with. And that's, that's what brings up or used to bring up my fear. It wasn't that I wouldn't know the answer. It was that your members show up in such a vulnerable way in bringing their biggest, their biggest hurts, their biggest fears to the table. And that takes so much courage. I just always wanted to make sure that I was going to be able to match that courage with love. Because if I didn't, then perhaps they wouldn't feel the love the divine has for them coming through me. And quite honestly, I don't know what's changed. I can tell you I've done more work on myself. I'm always doing work on myself. I mean, I think the biggest work I've done this year has been really facing my demons around support, which I've talked about here before, and bringing on new support and facing what that brings up for me. Maybe that's it. Maybe it's knowing I have more team members. I've got more like support here, boots on the ground, and I've allowed in that support that I can actually experience the divine support coming through me as I approach those calls. What I can tell you is on your own journey that, you know, when you're walking this journey and doing it in this focused way of being in receptivity to the divine, of the miracles of the world, of trying to make space for magic and ultimately making space for magic, it sometimes isn't a quick fix, right? It's sometimes years, years before we get there. But I can tell you that having experienced the sweetness of that moment of stepping across the threshold to that call and that that little poisonous voice of, are you enough? Just being silent was such a sweet, sweet experience that I'm so grateful that I just allowed myself to experience the contrast 
for these previous years of not having that experience. Because had I not had the contrast of always feeling that, are you enough? Are you enough? Are you enough? I'd have no idea how beautiful the feeling of sitting here, understanding that enough was behind me, right? It wasn't me that was enough. It was that the divine was behind me and through me and working and using me, right? And that's all I had to do. And to feel the sweetness of that moment was worth all the contrast. And that's really what this human journey is about, right? The question has come up a lot over the last couple of weeks in the trainings and now in the receiving school of knowing that our minds create this resistance and having this understanding now, which is what we focused on a lot, you know, is this brain science of how our brains actually work to create these resistances the question keeps coming up from people of like, well, why is our mind designed to fight us so hard on this? And the reality is that's what we chose. We chose this before we incarnated to have these crazy monkey minds because that's what makes this crazy, intense ride, <laughs> roller coaster ride called planet Earth fun. I mean, it may not feel fun in the moment when you're experiencing it, but when you get to the other side of the veil, you're going to look back on your life and be like, yes, I did that. I mastered that despite all the contrast, right? And so that's why our minds are designed that way. Because there are moments then, once you've showed up in the face of that fear over and over again, you'll have one of those moments like I just had where the sweetness of peace, the sweetness of joy, the sweetness of delight is so potent because of the contrast that you get to enjoy being a soul in this crazy human body. I hope whatever you are dealing with right now, whatever you are facing, whatever is showing up for you, that something you heard today maybe shifted it a little bit for you. And I just want you to know the divine does have your back 100% of the time, loves you 100% of the time. There is absolutely nothing you can do, think, or be that would change your lovability. Have a beautiful, beautiful week. I send you my love. Hey, thanks for listening. If you know someone who needs to hear this message, please share this episode with them. And if you're feeling really generous, I'd love for you to leave us a review at your favorite podcast app. It helps us reach many more people and it fills my heart with so much joy when I hear what you have to say about what I've shared. I'm cheering for your success. Have an amazing day. And don't forget, always create space for magic. This podcast is part of the Sound Advice FM network. Sound Advice FM, women's voices amplified.